Hello and welcome to Thank You to Creations. My name is Elle. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you have heard any of our past podcast episodes, welcome back. So as you know, um, again, my name is Elle. I uh, am the voice you've been hearing over the last few weeks as I tell our scary stories. If you all recall, these scary stories were written by me uh, and They come from a book that was released last year, uh, illustration provided by my husband, uh, Color Sistrata. And I just wanted to get on here because I want to say thank you to everyone who has listened to our uh, the last few of our episodes over the last few weeks. And I just wanted to introduce uh, our new format coming up here, which is going to involve different guest spots. It could be some of our friends, some local artists, it's different individuals, different backgrounds, and we're just going to have a ton of fun here, talk about scary stuff, talk about uh, pretty much anything that comes to mind, but we're going to try and keep it on the scary stuff for now, just because that's what we love doing. So thank you so much for joining us once more. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome everyone to Thank You to Creations. My name is Elle and today we have a special guest joining us. This is John. Hi, John. John, tell us a little bit about yourself today. Well, uh, you know me because we used to work together. (laughs) Uh, I'm not anyone special. I'm not an expert. I'm just a very curious person with a background in the occult because I was interested in it personally, and then of course religion because I was involved in a in the church for many many years. And once I deconstructed my faith and felt free to continue my studies, I just picked up a lot of knowledge around the way, which you're always quizzing about. Yeah, I know. You know, you have interesting stuff. I think knowledge, just googling stuff, you can go right into a rabbit hole, man. So it's always yeah, for sure. awesome stuff. So today, John, I'm going to go ahead and. Uh, kind of just want to pick your brain, you know, like I always do, really. Um, there's a few things I have seen. Uh, usually my folklore, my stories, scary stories, they come a lot from uh, where my parents are from, which is Mexico. But today, um, you being from Puerto Rico, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you, do you know any scary stories, any folklore? Scary stories, not too many. All my scary stories from Puerto Rico have to do with family members being involved in spiritism or spiritualism, I would say mediums and all that. We don't really talk about that in public. But, but bad vibes. The bad culture vibes. itself is steeped in a lot of tradition from uh, whether it's the Santeria or the, the Catholics that were there for a long time when it still are there. Um, you know, just all of the traditions that are brought when syncretism happens, which is when one religion meets another and they unite. So the slaves, as some people might know, the slaves, when they were brought over to the island, um, brought their religious beliefs. And when they were forced to convert to Christianity, they hid their beliefs in the, the guise of Catholicism. This is where Santeria comes from. So one of the traditions I remember very well is uh, something called the Noche de San Juan, which we celebrate every June 23rd. At the stroke of midnight, you go to the beach, and you have a party first. And then at midnight, you go to the beach and you walk in backwards and you plunge yourself in the water three times. Some people do more, but at least three to get rid of all negativity. So that's a tradition, meaning you don't have to be religious to do it. Just so happens most of the island is religious in some way or another. 
But so that comes from that old faith that those slaves had about getting rid of bad juju, if you will, through the cleansing of water and being sort of smuggled into the worship of the of Saint John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. So I wish I knew what deity they were actually switching out for John the Baptist. Who knows? Someone out there knows. But that's my, that's kind of the things that I grew up with. With in my mind, like this is part of who we are. We do this every year. Right. And it wasn't really spoken about much because it's something you just do. Right. So things like that I grew up with. And then on my own, when I started getting really involved and just researching things, I would kind of piece things together and like try to stuff out on my own. But like scary stories, I just really would hear, um, for example, there's a, a family member who's heavily into Santeria and she's basically a priestess. Okay. And uh, people in our family were really scared of this person. <laughs> As they should be, as they should be. She knows things. Yes, she knows. But to this day, I'm talking about she's got to be 80 something mm -hmm. and she's still practicing. And this is when I was a little nine year old, I remember yeah. hearing all these stories like, don't go to so and so's house because you're going to put, you know, a bad eye on you or something. So it's the people that we knew, right? That embodied mm -hmm. the folklore and stuff. It wasn't so much the stories we told. Yeah. And, you know, something interesting about that, and I think it goes also in our culture, is like when you know of someone that practices something like this, there is no judgment. It's just pretty much you accept it how it is yeah. and you move on. There's respect uh, from the community usually. And because they help the community so much, I feel like that has a lot to do with it as well. But there's like no question on what they're doing, how they're like, no, it's just that's big. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You're either with it or you're not with it. Exactly. No, exactly. Awesome. All right, John. So I know you're a big reader, um, also big movie buff and show, right? Like you like watching all the shows. So any uh recent books you read, any shows you've watched that you recommend? Yeah, um, so if you're interested in the occult specifically, one of the authors that are that are to me is like considered a serious author is Damien Eccles, who has a very interesting story. Um, has several books out there, um, but he was one of the so-called Memphis Three, which are these three teenagers who were locked up for murder, right? But it was not, you know, right. innocent. Well, I think. At least he wasn't us. You're not the only one that questions that sometimes. I remember, I was yeah. like, wait, I can't remember. There was like, what, two, three HBO documentaries on this? Right. This yeah. but he was in the throw for 18 years out. Out? He's out now, but he credits being out with his practice of magic, high magic. He started learning about it, doing rituals, communicating with angels, and he has written several books about it, and it's fascinating stuff so i'm not necessarily a practitioner of the occult but i love reading about it and he's somebody i highly recommend for people who are interested in a serious take right uh the book i own is called angels and archangels by damian eccles but there's other books out there such as the, his uh, ritual book which was written with another author it's just called ritual and then there's the one about his, his um life story i think it's called life after death i might be needing to verify that but yeah no life after death yeah that's the one that actually has this whole story and he has a youtube channel too so i highly recommend him yeah yeah for sure it's just fascinating to the way he approaches it is with zero with with no doubt it's 100 conviction that like, this is what got me out mm -hmm. this is what and it's like 
how can you argue with someone because there's no way he should have been let out of death row. Right. But you're you're done for. And it was a series of events that he can tie them back to his practice. Yeah. So it was like, wow, that's if nothing else, it makes you think, you know, you might not believe it, but it makes you think like, wow, that's interesting. So I recommend it to get an inside view of what a real practitioner thinks about the occult in a, in a particular in those different types of magic and stuff. Like right. From that I just think it's really cool. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Oh mm. like, yeah. Yeah, I have to go even harder if you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Are anything you're watching now? Now, well, I watch a lot of different things. Uh, occult, not, I really do it too much side by side. My brain's not an occult. Yeah. Though. The last occult thing we watched, Nope, by Jordan Peele. Yeah. That's, yeah. Not, that's not really occult. That's not really occult. I know. I said they, they keep saying the, the end is like unexpected. I haven't watched it, so I don't know how that's like. Oh, actually, I went back and rewatched the Conjuring series. Oh, which yeah. stands up, still holds up. Yeah. So it is one of the best modern takes on true occult occurrences, as we know. It's all loosely based on, you know, the Warrens, who are like an exorcist couple, basically. There's life is pretty fascinating too, and there's a lot of shenanigans going on there. We won't get into it, but yeah. they're not to me the most credible people, but they definitely had a career as paranormal investigators. They made it seem really not. Yeah, you know, for the like, I, my take on it is that she was probably a little bit more authentic than he was. Then mm-hmm. you go digging, you find out that he was a little shady and like you know sleeping with the hell kind of a thing oh yeah. really okay. yeah yeah but the movie version is great it's very entertaining <laughs> and there's some elements plugged from real life so i like going back to yeah. i love the actors vera for me guys does a great job oh yeah yeah so i love that i love that series so and you know what's funny i grew up being really afraid of the occult because of our right yeah and once you become a christian which i was for many years i don't necessarily identify as an evangelical anymore but I don't necessarily talk about like what I privately believe. Right. It's yeah. Too much to get into with people. Right. But for all intents and purposes, I'm not part of the Christian church anymore, right? <laughs> However, it left that thing of like be careful poking around with bad choosers kind of a thing. And it used to be that I was really afraid of the occult movies I would watch, but I couldn't help but watch them. Mm-hmm. Now I realize when I watch them, they don't really scare me so much. Yeah. That a lot of that superstitious fear has left, mm-hmm. but I'm still very fascinated by it because it makes me want to go study about it more and research more yeah. just to see how different people think about mm-hmm. the nature of reality you know so i think the conjuring series for anyone who's not really a horror movie watcher is a great jumping off point mm-hmm. for anyone who wants to see what that whole genre is about to yeah. be honest yeah it's one of those things for sure i think you're not the only one when you do watch certain kind of movies specifically the ones that have to do with witchcraft and all that, people tend to say they feel like something is lingering after they mm-hmm. watch the movie. So it's not like, I feel like I'm heard of. Like, that's how people start feeling. And to be honest, I feel like there was a time in my life where, like, things weren't so great. And me getting deep into all what it is, all the occult, all the scary movies, shows, supernatural stuff, you know, the show Supernatural, <laughs> all that stuff, you would feel like something would be there to linger. You know, so I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand. It does, but you know, I always thought that for me, the the fun part about watching scary movies, horror, and anything like that is to me, it's cathartic. Mm-hmm. It helps me to deal with what I fear, okay. and I can watch it. It's on the screen. It's safe there on the screen. I watch it, and when I leave the theater, it stays in the theater. Uh-huh. I don't feel like it follows you home. I don't feel that way. 
But I do understand what you're saying because some people have a lot higher sensitivity to their environment than others. And if you are someone who believes in, you know, energies or if you if that's part of your practice that you do, you know, you feel a vibe with people or you like to go into a room and pray in there first before you do something, then you might not want to expose yourself to those kinds of movies all the time because it might disrupt your own personal practice. For me, it's not an issue. It would take something very shocking or unexpected for me to actually be alert and afraid of something I'm watching on the screen. Right. Most times it's just entertaining for me. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I ever watched a movie that made me feel that way. You know, there was a movie, there's an independent horror movie. I think it's independent. No, it wasn't. It was meant to be released, and it didn't do well, but now it has a cult following. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called The Empty Man. Yeah. That movie is unsettling in a way that was cool, but was also like, let me turn this off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, not terribly. I've seen even worse than that, but it did catch me off guard because I wasn't expecting to get as dark as it got. Yeah. So I do recommend that if you have a stronger, not stomach, there's not much gore, but if you have a higher tolerability, you know, a high tolerance for creepy stuff, watch The Empty Man. It's pretty fascinating. I won't say more because the whole movie to talk about yeah. is to spoil it. No, I think that's a lot of great stuff you're throwing at us to check out. So, but I mean, you know, thank you for being here today. I really enjoyed your right. company, you know, for a few minutes and, you know, you're always welcome again. Yeah, thanks for having me.